for quite a while we have been speaking on how to receive from God. We are talking about prayer. At this point, I want to quickly say some things that we said before again. Um, one of the th- things we read earlier, we referred to many, many times, is the parable of Jesus Christ in the book of Luke chapter 18, in which two men went up to pray. We have looked at that extensively, and I'll be careful not to repeat all of that again. But the lesson from it is that the Pharisee, one of the men, went to pray, quoting the things that he had done right. He had walked as much as he understood in righteousness. And he said, I fast very regularly, and I give a tithe of everything I get. And I said, that's how a lot of Christians talk today. He thinks, and listen, that's the wrong part of it. He thinks that based upon that, God should answer me. I said to you, your fasting, your tithing does not in any way ensure that God will pay special attention to your prayers. The second man is the one that God said we should emulate. He said, I am coming based upon your mercy. And Jesus said that man was justified and he was exalted. And we said the mercy of God today has a name and the name of the mercy of God is Jesus Christ. So we have been looking at the things that it means to ask in his name, which is what he said we should do. We said we understand that his blood washed away our sins. We understand that, that we are cleansed by his blood. So we have the boldness to approach to the Lord. So we are saying that based upon that, God will answer us because we now are subject to his love. We have learned that God answers us only because he loves us, not because of anything that we have done. So Jesus is a manifestation again of the love of the Father. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So if we want anything from God, we are careful to go through the son. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can receive anything from the Father except by me. If you are going to come to make a demand of God, you are going to come with the power of the name of Jesus. So I've been looking at that. One of the things that we've been saying is that Jesus is a summary of the promises of God. He said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So we've been reading from the book of John chapter 15. In verse 7, it says, If you abide in me, Jesus was speaking, and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you wish, and it shall be done for you. And then Jeremiah said, God spoke to Jeremiah, he said, I am watching over my word to perform it, that is to confirm it, to make sure it comes to pass. He said, look to the book of the Lord and read. None of this shall fail. Neither shall any lack its mate. He said, because once the mouth of God commands, his spirit will go out and gather. What am I saying again? That what God is doing in your life is to confirm his word, is to confirm his promises. Sometimes, you know, I've had to answer questions like this. Let me just digress quickly and tackle that. They say that uh, you are saying, people have told me that you are saying that we don't have to make promises to God when we want to ask him for anything. But that Hannah asked God and said, I will give you, you my the son, if you give him to me, I will give him back to you. There's something I always say. You must understand this. Number one, Hannah did not have the name of Jesus. Do you understand my point? For example, sometimes I've, I've met men, you understand, who currently they are very successful in business, in life, and God has blessed them, they have a lot of money. And they will say that when I was a child, when I was very young, I would have to go to the farm and work and earn money, maybe on somebody else's commercial farm, or I would have to do work on my own personal farm and sell produce, you understand, to be able to pay my school fees. Now, is that right? Yes. Was it right for his time? Yes. But let me ask you a simple question. Will it be right now for his own children to have to go to farm to go and work before they can pay their school fees? The fact is that that time has passed. His own father was poor, was why he had to do that. But he is not poor. His children should take advantage of what their father has done for them. We must understand that. You understand? There's a joke. This is just a joke anyway. So one day they talked to, I think it was um, other Rockefeller, one, one of those big American, um, one of those American billionaires. They said, how come you drive 
uh, such a simple car. The man drives what we call a truck, you know, something like uh, maybe, uh, maybe something like a Hilux, you understand? So how come this, that's what the man drives, you know? But his children go in limos, you know, limousines and all of that, fly private jets. He says, how come your children live like this and you, you drive this kind of car? And the man says, oh, their father is rich, mine is not. <laughs> not. <laughs> that their father is rich, my own father was not. And he recognized the fact that, yes, I have affected their life, you understand? I have not yet come out of the, the, you know, the mentality of poverty I grew up in. So I cannot live like these boys are living. And he's not complaining. The boys grew up in a different setting. All right? Even though he has to teach them to be disciplined and know how to handle money, but the fact is that their father is not poor. In the same manner, I will not follow the example of Hannah for one simple reason. Jesus had not died for Hannah. Hannah had to try to do things by herself. I am not saying what Hannah did was wrong. I am saying that Jesus has made it unnecessary for me. That God will answer me quicker if I come based on these principles we are teaching, coming in the name of Jesus. Please, that is what Christianity is. Christianity is not just another religion. Christianity teaches me that everything I want in life, Jesus has paid for it. That's what Christianity is. If you are still telling me to behave like Jephthah, then one day I will mistakenly sacrifice my daughter. Because when Jephthah was going to battle, Jephthah went and promised anything that comes first, I will give a sacrifice to you if you let me win. Because there's no problem. Unfortunately for him, the first thing that came to him after he won was his only child, his daughter. It grieved his heart. And I look, I said, Christians want to run the risk of Jephthah. God says, all I want you to do is say thank you. All I want you to do is praise me. That's the principle of first fruits. People don't understand. The principle of first fruits is not carry your whole January salary and carry it to church. That's not what it means. It just simply means that when money comes into my hand, I am careful to lift up my hand and say, God, you are the one that did it. And that is why I'm willing to give out of it. Because I recognize it is not my own effort. Are you getting my point? God said, give me a sacrifice of thanksgiving. What that means is that anytime I do something for you, make sure you acknowledge me. Stand in the front of people and say, I did this not by my strength, but by the strength that God supplied. You know, where this also happened to Daniel. They said, well, we hear that you can answer all of these questions. He said, no, understanding is with God. Do you understand my point? He's the one that gives us understanding. You understand? Because like when, when Nebuchadnezzar was making, putting pressure on them to be able to, to tell him a dream and then interpret it. When he was able to do it, he said there is a God in heaven who gives interpretation. He is the one, you see, that's what God was talking about. Acknowledge me in all your ways. Don't tell somebody, you know, I'm connected. You know, I'm very smart. I'm hardworking. One day I was reading the story of a man and I was describing his life. He said, anything I do in life, I deal with seriousness. I've always been a very studious student. I, I, I got a first class. You know, in my life, I, I said, this guy will fail eventually. The way he's going, he will not do well because he was so full of his own strength and his own capacity. I look at it. This guy is a young man. He won't last long. Then no matter how much he's succeeding now, he will not last long. He, will, he, he has forgotten to acknowledge God. Or maybe indeed, he's not using the power of God. But I'm saying to Christians, you must use the power of God. Your life must be run by the grace. We have been talking about that grace of Christ. Your life must be run by grace. Grace means that it is not what I did. It's what I received from the hand of the Almighty. Are you getting my point? And when I want to receive... I ask in the name of Jesus. So, Sister Hannah, God bless you. Thank you for the testimony of how you placed to give God your first son and God gave to you. But I will go to God and I will say to God, you have given your first son, your only begotten son. How much more will you freely give me of your other thing? So, please, God, I have come because Jesus died to collect this thing from you. Your word says you are the one that makes a barren woman dwell in the house as a joyful mother of children. I'm not here to make any promises. I've come to say the promises are yours. You made the promises. 
I'm here to say amen in Christ Jesus. And I'm saying, dear Lord, do it for me. And I will say you are the one that did it. The only promise God wants me to make is that I will acknowledge that he's the one that did it. Are you getting my point? We must understand the realm we are living in. This is not the time of I have to struggle by my own strength. Jesus came. You must understand. When they came and said, what must we do to be saved? What that thing was saying is that what must we do so that we will not have to use our own energy to succeed? Listen, if you have to use your energy to succeed in life, you will die young because this energy is not inexhaustible. The same energy that keeps you alive is the one you are converting to success. Eventually, you have to choose. You die early and you have the success or let God bless you. So that as an old man, you are full of life, you are, you are prosperous, and your blood pressure is not high. You are still sleeping well. Why? Because you succeeded by the strength of God. That's what Paul meant when he said, By the grace of God, I am what I am. And his power walking towards me did not prove vain, in that I labored more than them all, but not I. It was the grace of God walking with me. You have just listened to a radio message by Pastor Banky. More of this and other messages are available from our website, kwm.com.ng. To contact us, write us at radiosemons at gmail.com. And do not forget to do your part in spreading the kingdom of God by sharing this message with someone else. Thank you for listening. And may the fruit of this word blossom in your life.